welcome to Australian Design Radio to provide Australia and the world with conversations and commentary on Australian design. I'm Flynn and oh my gosh, it's Matt Leach. It is oh my gosh because we actually haven't seen each other all year, no. have we? That's weird. It's been a good year. It's that kind of thing where we talk on the phone so then I, I just feel like I see you. Yeah. Or I don't want to see you. I don't know. Maybe that's something. Well, here we are for better or worse. <laughs> and we're in the Streamtime studio. Yeah. So it's uh, down... In the middle of Sydney, it's weird coming into the into the city because I haven't been in for a little while, like yep. a month. Mm. People are weird, man. Yeah, yeah. Weirder than people in the mountains. It's so much weirder. Mm. Like the fashion has changed. I don't know. <laughs> What's been happening with you though? Um, not much. We've been publishing some ADR episodes, getting them out, planning well, finally, yeah, planning our trip around Australia. Which we'll talk about, yeah, we'll talk, and Adelaide and stuff. So we'll talk a bit cool. about that because it's uh, we are running a survey at the moment and we're getting some starting to get some good numbers on that. But we'll talk about that in a second because what we should be talking about is our guest today. We have Jordan Stokes in the Streamtime Studio, our design director of Born and Raised. Uh, we met you through Chris Laws, who is founder of Born and Raised, and uh, obviously has been on the show before. Welcome. Welcome to you. Thank you. Thanks for having us. I wanted to kick off with, uh, you know, looking back over your design history, I guess one thing that really stood out to me is um, internships. Yep. Because you, you seem to do a lot of internships. Yep. <laughs> so talk us through that. Like, was that just you finding what area in design that you really wanted? Because, and correct me if I get this wrong, but... It looks like seven internships for about a total of 12 months. That's about right. With a full-time job in the middle, but maybe we'll go into that <laughs> in a sec. Right. My, I went to Preston University, uh, University Central Lancashire. Um, so they did this thing called a sandwich course, which is basically year one and year two in university. Year three is an optional year out working in industry. So you can you can stay behind and, and finish your degree after three years and that's cool um, or you can just go out and work and it was kind of a bit loose so we had this amazing tutor Andy Bainbridge who was like the industry liaison tutor and he basically knew everybody in London Manchester anybody who worked at any decent studio and, and so he would then if you were up for it he would go about finding you one or two placements or seven or, <laughs> Well, <laughs> one or two, and then you were on your own. Right. So you would. Do, it's the same way. It's exactly the same as freelancing, I suppose, except yeah. you're very, very junior and you don't know what, how to do anything. Um, so yeah, he got me one at the partners to start off with, and I was there for a month. And then because I was there, there was somebody whose friend works at another agency, and then I interviewed another agency and got that as well. And I, I think more than internships was interviews I probably did about 30 odd in right. interviews in London saw everybody I possibly could yeah. which is a really good thing to do I yeah, remember amazing. being told just to go for interviews even if you didn't want the job yeah. just because the actual skills yeah. yeah yeah creative directors love that <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah you've got the job actually I didn't I want don't it. really want it no I've already <laughs> got one thank you <laughs> just here for practice yeah so what, what um, drove you to do seven Seven um, Well, you had to do a minimum of six months right. to complete that. It was because it was part of the course. It was, it was like a 
curriculum you had, yeah, you so had to do. Tick of the box, it was yeah. a requirement to get so, your So you had to do at least six months. Yeah. So yeah, my final one was at a place called Next Big Thing and that was a three month placement. So I ran over that time just by doing that three months. Yeah, wow. It's yeah. not really something that happens so much in design education anymore, at least in Australia. No. It, it seems like a shame because it's obviously a really great way to learn. Yeah. And you come back for that final year com- a completely changed person, uh, I Yeah, imagine. yeah, massively. I had a final major project and all this experience by the time I got back yeah. into, into university, pretty much. That's pretty good. Is that like, a, what, what sort of level were you studying at? Like how many people in, were in your group and how high a caliber were they? Because obviously you're very successful now, but you know Thanks. how, you know, it was, well, I'm just, I'm just thinking about that. You know, sometimes I see the problem with putting, placing people in internships is what happens if you've got someone in the course that isn't super great? Like, where do you send those people? It was up to the person, like the, the drive, the individual's drive. Like if you, it doesn't matter or it didn't matter if you weren't that great. If you right. wanted to go and do it, they would help you out and find. That's why Andy was so good because he pushed everybody to do it. And he was like, this is going to make you amazing or better than you are. So we pushed people to do it. And some people stayed in Manchester and did a 12-month placement at one agency. Mm. One, a, a girl that, um, she's actually in Melbourne now, but um, she did, I think she did 12 months in one place and that was just like straight through. Imagine being in one, imagine working at an agency. You're a junior designer, right? After 12 mm-hmm. months, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. You, got a, yeah. you pretty much got a job, so. Yeah, absolutely. Why, why don't they do it? in Australia anyway is it just because their number the the number of graduates just can't sustain getting internships you're looking at me like I have all the answers yeah. I mean, tell me Flynn you look at me because you know that I'm always devil's advocate with this sort of stuff I know yeah I don't know I just think it's a problem to you know if the entry criteria for a design course is do you have money um, then at, in the same breath guaranteeing internships is a bit scary right mm-hmm. like especially if you know, like what, what is the stress on studios and creatives? Like you imagine like a small studio with four people, the amount of resources it would take to take on an intern to give them a quality experience and then do it again and then again and then again and then again. Like, you know, that's, 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 that's just there's, not a cost happen. In, there's a cost involved in yeah. that and not every studio survives. So were, you, were you paid at any of those? Yeah, I was. And yeah. You were paid. Yeah, we were paid. And I actually, there was one that said, we will give you two weeks and not pay you and if you're any good we'll pay you after that and i couldn't do it because i couldn't afford to live in london and mm, and not get yeah. paid but most places pay and i mean that's one thing i've taken that like there's absolutely no way i'll ever not pay an intern yeah. like and that's one thing that we brought into born and raised like very early like if we're going to get students current students or grads or whoever in like we we pay them and it might not be junior designer wages but we'll we'll, we'll make an effort to pay them I yeah, think that's great. very important. Hmm. Now, you alluded to that you had a, a job in between yeah. that internship. So what, what happened there? So I, um, as I graduated, um, a friend, a family friend um, of my mum's that she'd known for years and years and years had his own studio based in like my hometown, really small town just outside of Manchester. Um, and I'd actually interned there on work experience at high school. And so I was learning Photoshop, Illustrator. I kind of had an idea of how those programs worked. And I, I, like, that was what I wanted to do. So when graduating from uni came around, he was like, yeah, we're looking to take people on. Do you want a job? 
and I knew how hard it was. This is kind of right in the middle of, or right at the start really of the GFC. So people weren't hiring. Yep. It was gonna be hard. So I saw it, it was a bit more money than kind of was being offered or I knew was being offered by other. More money than I'd ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and so I took it. Worked I can afford it. to live in London and eat. Yeah. Well, the, <laughs> well no, it wasn't in London. This anymore. was in Northwich. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it'd be like a king. Lived at home. <laughs> All the money in the world back yeah. then, isn't it? You got no Delightful. bills. Delightful. Yeah. Living at home. Had a car. <laughs> you know. Man, I'm going to be a millionaire in the next year. I know. Years. This is great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it obviously wasn't great. Well, it. Yeah, and that's. I think that's for both sides as well. Like they. They were used to employing people straight out of um, out of college, doing a bit more vocational kind of like people that came out of those college courses were ready to hit the ground running. They were doing finished art. They mm. were pumping stuff out. And I wanted to think about stuff for six months. You know, <laughs> yeah. like well, I wasn't prepared for that. So I just didn't couldn't do what they needed me to do. I was doing like um, self-thinking stamp catalogs for a while. It's like squeezing the most amount of information into the smallest amount of space ever. Right. And I just couldn't do it. Like, I just wasn't very good at it. And they couldn't afford to pay me to not do anything or not to do yeah. as much as they needed. So, yeah, it was kind of a bit of a mutual agreement. So you work your way back to London. Manchester. Manchester. Then. And yeah. then and it's at some point you've landed a job at music. Yeah. So I went to the chase right. straight after. I was lucky enough to, a creative director that I'd worked for in London, had taken a CD job in Manchester, and I got straight in touch with him, and he was like, yeah, cool, come in, in. A placement. So I was back to being an intern again. Yeah. Um, that was like three months I spent there, and then I moved to music. So music for, I guess, me, and, and definitely the people that I was kind of, hanging around with definitely in the 2000s was was like a big studio or at least in our eyes um obviously headed up by david simpson yep and anthony smith as well and oh well, there were three of them yeah. there was dave ant and matt so ant smith and matt Bittle. right i just yeah and because i guess in the early noughties he was running a studio called love he was yeah, yeah which was everyone was kind of talking about at least over yeah here, yeah um because it was doing some really interesting Maybe groundbreaking is too big, but it was it was kind of risky work. I yeah, guess. it was. Yeah, so, um, they were kind of like, for, in my eyes, like the first almost like creative studio. Like they kind yeah. of didn't really know what they were. They did a bit of brand. They did a bit of campaign. They did a bit of film. It was yeah. They just kind of did what they wanted, and it was exciting. I yeah, and then he went on to start up with others music, yeah. um, and then it makes me think about what what his next studio is going to be. It's obviously a one word. Yeah. Like beer or something like that, yeah. maybe. Ambiguous. Yeah. <laughs> but um, in looking into, um, you know, your history, I came across, um, he'd actually given, he's given you a recommendation on LinkedIn. I don't know if you know this. Yeah, yeah. It's I, the only I recommendation. I think I asked him for it. Actually. It's the only recommendation he's ever given. <laughs> okay. Right. You, have you, have you, you've obviously heard it. I, yeah. Talented you, designer, fantastic to work with. His ideas are great, incredibly hardworking, delivers time and time again. It's pretty good, man. From, from someone like that. Yeah. I think it was probably just used for a visa, to be honest. That was it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I may or may not have paid him. Right? <laughs> so tell us about music, though, because 
in my eyes, it was a pretty amazing place to kind of work. Was it really like that? Uh, yeah, yeah, for the first. So just like to not go into too much detail, but a bit of backstory. I went, while I was working at The Chase, I met a guy called Craig Oldham, who was like this larger than life, like Barnsley Yorkshireman, yeah. um, who kind of took me under his wing. And um, he went to music at the same time. He was a massive influence on us. He like really kind of gave me a lot of time and really he was like my first kind of mentor. Mm. Um, so we both went to music at the same time. So it was like us two, three or two creative directors, an amazing art worker. So we were just kind of, we did posters for ages. Yeah. Like we, yeah, <laughs> just first couple of jobs were like, yeah, do a poster for that. and take some BMXs and ride them around and over posters and <laughs> it's just like it was a dream job it was it was really amazing yeah Com completely different than what you'd done before um yeah in play yeah for most for the most part yeah a lot more responsibility they Dave had this thing where he let you learn by fucking up yeah yeah you can say um, okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah I completely forgot about that mm -hmm. um yeah so he he was always there to step in at the last minute like if you if you were really going bad but he he'd just let you get on with stuff if he thought it was a good idea he let you run with it and and so yeah the responsibility was was great i love that i i mean obviously there's commercial kind of things to take into account but i love the fact that creative directors are just kind of like yeah let's just see what happens and have some fun with it mm. Yeah, I like the idea yeah. of like riding a BMX bike like over a poster and like what, yeah. what the hell was that brief for? And just this this idea of big kids playing with Lego like yeah. it just it just seems like such a fun time and place to be. Yeah, like, you know. Yeah, and a lot of that um, sort of credit for those jobs was probably to Craig as well. <clears throat> he he wrote for the magazines, he wrote for Graphic, and and so people contacted us and said, "Hey, do you want to do a poster for this exhibition?" And then music let us take it to that next level. Mm. We did one where we did 50 individual ones and marbled them all. So each one was completely unique. Um, and that was, that took ages and they just. So how, how, are, how are you marbling them? So it's a bit like longer story. So we varnished them first. Right. So you couldn't see anything on them because it was a clear varnish. And then when you marbled them, the, the ink didn't stick to the varnish. So when you lifted them up, that was your idea, your reveal. So, so it's uh, like a negative or something. Yeah, it had yeah. this beautiful Michelangelo uh, quote on it. It was about the reveal. Yeah. And so that was the idea. And it took ages to, to get going. We actually worked with a marbler, like a professional marbler, somebody who had that set up. There's, there's professional marblers yeah. out there. Wow. Yeah, they, there was. It's England, mate. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, well, that's yeah. it. That's, yeah. Middle of nowhere, you can do what you want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember one of my first jobs out of college, and I was working with a stonemason, and yeah, he right. was telling me all this stuff like, we just don't know how to do that anymore. Yeah. And, um, and then he was like, but maybe in England they might know. There might yeah, be okay. someone out there yeah, like, yeah. who still yeah. has that knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> um, so one of the... Uh, pieces that you guys did that um, really impressed me at the time was was a book uh, yep. called Stuff We Really Like. Yeah. Now, is, did this come about because you didn't have enough work 
for a kind of portfolio. That's exactly why it is came it? about. It so is. Someone yeah, told me yeah, that. Yeah, no, was, it is. So like, really? Yeah, exactly. Because right. it was an awesome book. It yeah. was, um, I remember someone had it at a studio I was at and we, okay. were, we all loved it because it was like it just it was kind of that self-publishing thing of yeah, just yeah. awesome stuff. And then also talking about the awesome stuff and why you liked it. Yeah, and yeah it, was, it was the first. I mean, I think there's quite a lot of those kind of books out there now. But uh, definitely at that time, it was like, wow, someone did this. Yeah. <laughs> so how did that come about? Um, well, we it wasn't that we didn't have enough work. It was we didn't have enough work that we felt got the personality of everybody that was music at that point across. Uh, okay. Yeah. So it was like Dave and Ant and Matt had done all this work before they'd employed anybody else that was great but there was then at that point actually there was a few um there were a few of us and and freelancers that were regular that came in that were actually helping to build the agency as well um so he was we we used to do this amazing thing that was like breakfast meetings once a month and they were the place that all the good ideas came out of we talk about things we wanted to do and it started in a breakfast meeting and it was like just ended up being this personality mailer that got so how, the, how many yeah. did you produce i want to say like a thousand yeah i think it was a thousand yeah and was there only one or was there there were three different kinds right so okay. three different color dust jackets three different color like if you take the dust jacket off it's beautiful book cloth underneath mm. and three different colors of that yeah but the content was the same throughout all three right and it was it was a decent. I remember it's like eight hundred. Yeah, pages. I actually looked at seven hundred and eighty-three. Okay. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> wow, it's a lot. Yeah, it's a, it was a serious like tome kind of thing of like. Um, yeah, it was. So, from there, uh, you, you're there for about three years. Yep. And then you drop the UK. Yep. And and head to Australia in 2012. I did, yeah. Why? I, I mean, am, not 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 that we don't want you here, but just yeah, <laughs> I'm. I just fancied a bit of a change, to be honest. There's other stuff kind of goes on other than like your working life. And I just saw other people making a move. At that at that time, it was, wasn't long after like Mike Rigby had moved over here. Um, I had other friends here. Um, so it felt like there was a bit of a wave of change. And so it started to feel quite exciting. And um, yeah, music was at the point where I'd started and there were five of us and it was getting to 25 maybe at that point maybe not quite that many somebody will pull me up on that as, yeah. as well <laughs> um yeah so I just I fancied a change also I wasn't quite senior enough to be senior mm -hmm. and so music had had to get higher above and it kind of yeah I was like oh, maybe I should go and try something else for a bit so yeah I just made a bit of a jump so you get here and you quickly go through some of the classics in Sydney. You got Lavender, Fabric, Maud, and then yep. you land at Born and Raised. Yep. It's a very new business at that time. It was, yeah, yeah. Um, um, run by a couple of knockabout blokes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not sure how old it was. It wasn't, it was maybe six months. I think Brad and Chris had been working together for a while before they'd actually come together as Born and Raised. But yeah, I was I was actually uh, their second employee. Oh right, uh, okay. They had a uh, account exec working for them at the time. I was the first full time designer hire. 
So what attracted you to... I'm, I was in a pretty funny place at that time. I was, so I'd been at Fabric, Ogilvy and sponsored, went to Maud and sponsored, and then both of those visas had kind of lapsed and I was kind of a little bit like just needing somewhere. Um, and there were a few other places that I was speaking to at the time, but a new studio, like it was, that was my background. I'd, that's all I'd ever done really, yeah. like been when long enough to be in studios that were fresh and it felt really good and Brad and Chris were awesome. So it just, it was one of those where you just kind of know instantly and I didn't have the luxury of a trial. So I had to kind of go with my gut and yeah. that was my gut and it paid off. The good thing is you're the, the best and worst designer that they, they'd hired at the time. Yeah. So there was no benchmark. No. No? No. Um, let's take a break to talk about where we are and why we're here. So we're at Stream Time because we've partnered up with them this year, uh, which is pretty exciting. And we've, we've spoken about it a couple of times on the episodes kind of put in at the beginning. This is the first time we can kind of talk about it live as we're going. Um, we're really excited about it. Our call to action for everybody is still, I think for another couple of weeks, Matt, we might keep this poll going. Yeah, so we've got a poll running on the Streamtime site, which is basically just asking what, well, who people want us to go and interview. Yeah, I guess. I guess we've been doing this for like two and a half, three years now and um, we're running out of friends. Getting um, stale, man. <laughs> Getting so stale. No, well, we're just, we're just very conscious of it not being Sydney Design Radio, making sure that it's Australian Design Radio. Um, and so we're just kind of reaching out to the community if, um, you know, just to find out who we should be talking to that we perhaps don't know. I mean, we, we've got a never-ending spreadsheet of hundreds of people, we truly do, um, that have just kind of come up throughout the year that we want to talk to that we'll never get through. But what we want to find out is who do people actually want to hear? And it's from. good. We've got uh, 33, 34. Someone just did one then. Um, <laughs> and uh, That Greg, was me. It was me sending <laughs> your message. Yeah. Yeah. Greg Branson um, is uh, clearly got some friends in Melbourne because he's, he's sitting with sort of 14 votes. Paul Garbett's on there. Um, Kylie Timpani from Human in Perth is on there, who's, who's really good because I think we do need help with the kind of Perth, Adelaide, Alice Springs. Um, Alice Springs, we're going to Alice Springs? I don't know. I like how you the, snuck that in there, like I wouldn't notice because I was looking over <laughs> to the left. <laughs> I was just trying to get your attention again. Uh, maybe. But I think, yeah. I think getting help with, uh, you know, names about who's, who's doing interesting stuff in those yeah. places, I Absolutely. think is, is really yeah. beneficial. It's like crowdsourcing. So you guys do our job for us. We are think? essentially crowdsourcing. That's <laughs> um, you know, just matching people up with kind of who we might want to talk to, some spaces that we haven't covered yet. Uh, yeah, so yeah, if you guys could head to streamtime.net slash ADR, you don't need to log in or anything. You can just kind of put in your suggestion. We'll collect that for another couple of weeks, I think, and then we're just going to start making plans. Um, and we're going to come and we're going to try and do some live shows and all sorts of craziness with a couple of people that you might know, maybe, if that works out. Yeah, it's so mysterious. I know. It's cool, right? <laughs> it's easy to mis be mysterious when you don't actually know. <laughs> um, so shout out to Streamtime. Thanks for, thanks for having us here in their space uh, right now and also helping us get around the country to talk to everyone, which is super exciting. Thanks, Streamtime. Let's get back to Jordan. Yep. So the main thing that we really want to talk to you about um, is Secret 7. Yep. Now... Give us the rundown of what Secret 7 is. The elevator pitch. Yes. Yeah. 
But so feel depends. free to talk for the next 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah, this is the thing with it. <laughs> there isn't an elevator, or there is an elevator pitch, but it's really long. So you kind of have to stop the elevator halfway, keep going, let, let them get that's on. It. That's when you accidentally push the emergency stop. Oh, yeah. who pushed that? <laughs> Why are we here? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> need a short video. Um, we do need a short video, which right. is the problem. Right? We've never got around to it. Um, okay, so a project that combines music and art for a good cause, essentially. Every year we take seven different musicians and each one of those gives us a track, um, a new track, back catalogue track, any, anything that um, they want to give us. We then press each one of those tracks 100 times each to limited edition 7-inch vinyl. So we have in total 700 pieces of vinyl and then we use each one of those as a brief to artists, designers, the public, photographers, whoever, um, to design a one-off piece of, of sleeve art for one of those tracks. Um, and then at the end, we collect all those in, we exhibit them in a show, um, and the length of time of that show has varied over the years. And then at the very end of the show, we sell them all off. We sell them all for a flat fee, the secret element of it being that you don't know what track it's for or what or who's designed for that track until you go up and you pay your money. Um, so yeah. just to clarify there, so I can choose something off the wall. Yeah. yeah that's the one that I want. Yep. But I won't know what song it is. No, or, or who, who designed it. Is. Yeah. So obviously no typographers. You're not talking to typographers. No, we, yeah, can, yeah, we have typographers. But they, they can't obviously say that. No, we name. have a couple of rules, which is like, no name of the artist. Right. <laughs> no name of the of the who, of who you yeah. are. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm gonna get. You off. honestly, you'll be amazed what people put forward, even after <laughs> guideline documents. Right. Just, don't really no, agree. they don't care. You need that video. Yeah. So. Need it. It's fine though. Like if people enjoy that part, if they just want to submit something, then great, go yep. for it. Yeah. Um, yeah, we've had some mental stuff over the years. You, and huge artists. Yeah, like on on both sides, on the uh, kind of the illustration side, and also on the yep. on the music side. Yeah, so yeah. who? So you're obviously doing it this year. Yep. Who? Can you talk about the music artists? Yeah, the music artists. They're out there now. Yep. Um, uh, to real more. Go. For uh, it. Jeff Buckley um, with Lover, Lover, you should have come over. Um, the Eurythmics yep. with um, Save the World Today. Jimi Hendrix with Castles Made of Sand. We have uh, London Grammar with Help, uh, Manic Good Street song. Preachers, and Primal Scream. Oh, yeah. And um, The Clash, obviously, um, with um, I'm Not Down. So how do you... So you're just contacting these artists and saying, hey, how about giving us a free track? We have... N not necessarily, no. We have a, a music partner every mm -hmm. year. Um, originally, it was Universal. We've now signed to Sony. Um, and so we, that part of that partnership is we use their artists. Right, so okay. they have artists that they go to and say, hey, what about doing this? And it fits with that artist or it fits with um, what they're about. And um, yeah, they kind of, it's a mixture of us going after certain people and them kind of saying, how about these guys? So you kind of find people that are signed by Sony and you go, right, so we'll start from here. Like yeah, these are kind we of had a short list yeah, to start okay. off with. Yeah, that sounds and strangely familiar. Yeah. yeah, and that's kind of because we've only just launched, really. Like that, that list 
mm. is finalized at the last minute. Mm. So right. that list was way longer, yeah, only yeah. maybe like three weeks ago. So that's it's And their people were talking yeah. to their people. And yeah. Yep. And so did you get like a final kind of, all right, that's it. This is your seventh person. And then you're like, right, that's what it is. Yeah, so yeah. And you go for it. So yeah. the year the this um, the year that we did, so we had a year off last year, obviously. Um, the year before that, we got John Lennon, Imagine, and we launched on the like early January. And I think that I got signed off like a couple of days before New Year. So like we were right down to the wire of not having a seventh track and then it locked in. And, and what a seventh go. track to have. Yeah, and off we go. <laughs> just, just some yeah. new name. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's cool. And so do people get to, people that enter, do they get to pick? Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Okay. So they have, they can enter seven if they want. They can enter a hundred if they want. Right. Yeah. But you only, you, you end up curating seven. Um, yeah, right. we do. Yeah. yeah, there's only ever 700 in the show. It's a big job. Yeah, yeah it is. Um, <laughs> and in past, we've had help. Like, I remember one year I had... Um, friends who are designers um, sat around my house and we went through, say, the first third of the entries together yeah. and all made decisions on it and it was great. It was really interesting. But uh, places like It's Nice that have helped us out with curation here and right. there. Um, sometimes the artists want to see. Um, How do they? So the first year um, we had The Cure and Robert Smith is very hands-on and so wanted to see everything that was going in the show so, oh wow yeah yeah what, so you wanted to come and judge and oh be involved? no no remotely but like right, he, he yeah. wanted to see everything that we were thinking of putting in the show so yeah wow well and did he can you say did he i mean did he kick back on anything or um yeah kevin is probably going to kill me for talking about this in too much detail <laughs> but he doesn't like um portraits of himself right and we had David Shrigley that year, who designed Seven Sleeves, all of Robert Smith. Um, so we had our right. biggest name artist doing something that our biggest musician didn't like. Oh, no. And he, he was great, and he went for it. Oh, wow. Yeah, so we got away with that. It was, it was awesome. Excellent. Yeah. It's good on him. So he, yeah. so he just kind I, of... Yeah. Out of a, we've worked with some amazing people, and he's mm. been very, he was very, very hands-on. Really great. Yeah. So... Talk about those amazing people. Like, who? Where, who's the highlights? Um, yeah, did you uh, have like a week at the knees kind of moment where you had some particular well, we, artist? Yeah, we don't get that much interaction with them. Um, I mean, the Clash is pretty big for me. I, I love the Clash. Um, I had ones where, like, I because I would submit a sleeve typically myself, and because it's something I like doing, so I, I want to yeah. be a part of the show too. So. I normally go for the more obscure stuff and kind of help out. Um, Imagine's got to be up there, right? Yeah. It's an That's amazing track. pretty massive. And yeah, just to be associated with that, Yoko Ono submitted, um, had a piece of art in that show. So just that sort of so connection. So she, she submitted a piece yeah. for Imagine. Yeah, yeah. So we... It'd be weird if she submitted for someone else. Though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It'd kind of be better, maybe, but, like, it would be weird. Um, so we have open submission, obviously, and then mm. invited artists. So these are people that... Well, this gives us the chance to go, we really, really like you, and we would really love you to be a part of Secret Seven. Um, we chase down massive names in art. We chase down illustrators that um, we really like personally. Um great opportunity to get um kind of 
I've got obviously a lot of friends who are also designers. It's awesome to be able to say, hey, get involved in this. Like, yeah. It's so I'm still kind nice. of reeling from the fact that there's only really two of you involved. Yeah. Like, because I've watched it. I mean, obviously you took a break last year, was it? Yeah, we did, yeah. But before that, I just always assumed there was like a massive studio behind it. Or yeah, yeah. Um, How no. do you, you just don't sleep? <laughs> uh, no, no. Uh, not much. Not during a certain time of the year. Um, yeah. A lot of people assume there's a few. And we do have help. Like, um, yeah, I've typically brought on um, partners to help us with the website. Um, Caroline, my partner's a designer as well, and she... She helps where she can. And but it's still yeah. a pretty small team it for is a pretty massive small team. project. Yeah. So last year, what, what happened last year? Why? So Kev, who's the other half of Secret 7, uh, he got engaged and had a baby. Um, and I got rude. engaged. So rude. Yeah. So life stuff, I guess. <laughs> and right. I, yeah, I suppose it's driven by partnerships. Um, we, we need the right partners on board to make it happen. And we last year just felt it was, it was a bit of a struggle to get the right people on board. And so we just thought instead of limping and, and yep. forcing something that didn't quite feel right, we would wait until the perfect partners showed up. Um, and so, yeah, we've got some awesome partners this year, which is great. And so it felt right to carry it on. Um, but yeah. A mixture of life stuff and just needing a bit of a break to reset it and and really re-energize and be ready to go at it again. So I kind of have a follow-up question with that, which we spoke about a little bit offline, which is, I mean, it's a passion project. Yep. Right? Yep. Not buying a yacht anytime soon. Mm, definitely right. not. Right. Okay. So, you know. That's pretty off, amazing. <laughs> it would be cool, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, with Yoko at the bow. Yeah. Um, what often, what often happens is you have a passion project, you kind of run it for a few years and you either get like syndicated, either you, you know, some money comes from somewhere or you kind of run out of steam. And that's not always the case, but it seems to be a very common thing that I've seen. Yep. Lots yep. of very talented, very ambitious people do. And then eventually yep. it's kind of like, all right, I'm settling down, I'm getting married, I'm having kids, I'm moving, I'm, yeah, I, want yeah. work, my, I want my lifestyle and back. And sometimes it's not just, it's not like an end, it's just like a break. Totally. But then they never come back. And then they never come back. Yeah. So I'm in, I'm, I know you mentioned kind of like the partnerships as a motivation, but how does it feel like kind of getting back, getting back into it from, I'm that, from that year off? A little bit harder, a <laughs> little bit, you're a bit rusty. Learn, like, learning to ride again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And also like my, my day-to-day change or has changed so I do less of the hands-on stuff so that's harder right. I mean in the early days I would do absolutely every single little thing down to the, the sticker that mm. it goes on the plastic wallet to the the rubber stamp that we use to stamp things to the hoardings and all that and website and it's it I am a bit rusty but I've learned to delegate more so right website partners come in and help us more with that and I can get people involved where we need to. The website's uh, cool. Can I ask who the website partner was? Uh, Nightjar, who are a new agency, uh, all friends of mine, I've kind of worked with on other stuff. Mm. Um, yeah, they're great. Yeah. Right in the show notes, it's really, really cool. Yeah, it's, it's nice. Yeah. yeah, it's completely custom as well. Like, and those guys were like really accommodating. Obviously, it's charity budgets and all that. We kind of won't go too far in, but they're not there almost. Um, <laughs> yeah, and so yeah, they're 
incredible. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. So yeah. where Shout where out. did the idea come from? Like, you know, this is you and Kevin just saying this would be fun or Um it was so I was working at music at the time. Kev worked for Universal Music. Um we were introduced by a lady who was actually Blur's manager at the time. We were doing a lot of stuff for them on the Brit Awards yeah. and the U Music website. Um, and Kev was sort of brought into music. And this lady obviously said, um, this guy's awesome. He's got some really good thoughts around wanting to change the way that Universal Music um, deal with charities. For up until then, it was quizzes and um, raffles. And right, yeah. And he was like, there's got to be something better than that. So they, music kind of said, well, here's George. He's a, <laughs> he's a designer. He's a creative type. Yeah. Let's <laughs> this see is what, what we can put to the t- bring to the table. And you bring Kev to the table and let them go. And, and we just, we got on really well. We workshopped this idea and, and got it and distilled it down together and with the help of music and Universal. And then... Yeah, it, it just kind of happened. We had some partnerships at early stage that then fizzled out and we got new ones and really organic. It just, I always say that it's because it's ours, nobody tells us what to do with it. We can pick, and, we can pick something up one year and leave it the next or make our own mistakes. There's nobody over the, over the top going, yeah, that was rubbish and mm. don't do that ever again. We we've learned with it and yeah it's I guess that's what I'm confused about just because I mean it sounds like Universal and music kind of set this up but then you got yeah. the ownership yeah yeah um, they that was they kind of let us have it as a personal project I mean when we both left respective places we said do you want to carry this on um, and they were quite happy for us to do it that's great. At the time, I was moving to Australia. Yeah. Music probably thought, you'll never do that. Right? <laughs> yeah. So I sold it into Kev as like, when you wake up, you'll have all this stuff ready and waiting to go. It never it, works it, that oh way. Oh, my God. It's, so we're, talk, yeah. we're talking about because Kev's in the UK. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. you're here. Yeah. yeah. So how do you guys communicate? Do you just have like the longest Slack channel like, um, history ever? I've or? introduced Kev to Slack this year. Oh, you have? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's, he's, he's loving it now. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, Google has just been insane. Yeah. Like, I moved over to a pixel actually just recently, just because everything that we've ever, or I've been using for six years has been Google just because it's so collaborative. Mm. Um, it is incredibly, yeah. yeah. Docs is just amazing for us. Using a new drive? The um, drive? Yeah, I am. Kev had a few issues with his laptop, so he doesn't do that. I don't like the whole syncing thing. I, yeah, I, 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 I want to be in control. We'll talk, about this. we'll talk about this offline because this right. is like a two-hour conversation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> straight down the rabbit hole in redesigning how I do all this now. So Okay, you might have to show oh, me. God. And I'm probably completely wrong. So, but yeah, um, like working remotely, like the, yeah. the fantasy world where you know he can he can do 12 hours work, and then by the time you wake up, he says, "Here's what I here's what I did today, George," and then you yeah. just pick it up and keep running it. And suddenly, you've got like a 24-hour studio. That's not yeah. the case. No, <laughs> no, because in all honesty, there's not actually a lot of stuff to do or stuff to produce. Like yeah. that that stuff is almost like a a byproduct of we need some of those things to talk to people obviously there's signage and a website and stuff yeah but yeah. a lot of it is talking and a lot of us a lot of it is discussing what we're going to do and who we're going to work with yeah. how we're going to do this and kev actions a lot of that on the on the ground 
but we have to talk through it. And so we have to both be there. So it's a lot of late nights for him and early mornings for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was on a call with our partner, one of our partners, which is Squarespace. Obviously, you can go and have a look at that. Um, and it started at 6 a.m. So I had to be up at half five. Um, I'd flown in from Melbourne the night before and yeah, it was one of those <laughs> Why where you're like, doing this? Feels good. oh yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah. I remember this. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's, yeah, when, when we hit on something that we're both like sort of really passionate about, when it gets down to the show time and mm. I've been lucky enough to fly over most years. Um, yeah, it's like, yeah, the feeling's un- unbeatable. It's incredible. So but you do the the kind of exhibition or what, what do you call it like show What's exhibition yeah exhibition yeah. yeah so you do that in the uk you've done that in the uk yeah okay yeah and where is it this year it's at greenwich well it's a place called the jetty which is greenwich peninsula um which is an amazing like kind of um arts and culture precinct that's been developed out in sort of greenwich way um yeah so we're a little bit further out of town this year um those guys are awesome as well and the space is incredible and they're just really hungry for us to be doing more stuff which is awesome for us like they're kind of throwing stuff at us and it's great yeah i guess yeah. Yeah, i guess you can't really have a touring exhibition either because no and the uh, whole in, point is that yeah. they, they buy they come and they see something they love and they buy it and they buy it and it's yeah. a it's a physical thing it's people queue up outside the show like we have a well, we have in in past had like thirty six hours, people queuing before the show wow. to get in and get That's what like they want. The Apple phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's interesting you touch on like a, a touring show because we have racked our brains how to make it expand. Um, and it's yeah, it, it's one of those. It's quite difficult to come to a real, um, like solid kind of natural solution to that. Um, which yeah. I imagine I mean the only way is if you split it up and kind yeah. of like a had but then you lose that whole That's kind of mass appeal yeah that, yeah, like yeah when you walk into that room and you see 700 or we've we've talked about localizing so yes there's a show in London but what happens if there's one in Sydney and how do we how do we get enough submissions for both mm. um, I mean yeah that is because if you're not in London even if you're in Glasgow say it's very difficult for you to come all the way down the country to go to that show so it would be nice to put them in different cities to allow people to experience it as it should be experienced which is in the physical sense yeah, yeah. often yeah it's, it's 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 interesting isn't it because we could listen to all that music right now for free right yeah like but they like this is such a it's such a step up from that and it's almost like the antithesis of of you know the music's basically free now i can listen to it whenever i want but like here's this here's this thing that i yeah. can hold in my hand yeah, it's tangible it's, it's tangible yeah. and so it is yes it's like such an impossible task yeah it's almost like if you solve that problem like maybe you even potentially taking away from what makes it so special in the first place yeah it's a dangerous dangerous area to play around with it, it is yeah and we honestly have talked about it for years yeah just trying to is there a way we could do this so especially you being here yeah yeah I'm, yeah <laughs> I'd love to have it in my own backyard kind of thing. And do you get to go? Are you going to go over this year? I'm not going to go over this year. No, I've got a wedding sooner than this year will go on. And I I just can't take that time off this year, I'm afraid. 
I hope you're, I hope you're best man. Or I am best man. Okay, well, yeah, yeah, that's okay. I guess. I guess so I'm organising that and the show and right, doing oof. a day job at the minute, which is <laughs> like yeah, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so just I just I've got an idea for a wedding present, by the way. You okay, yeah, cool. That's one thing off the list. The yeah, the best vinyl. It's a nice vinyl. Yeah. yeah. How how is it printed as well? Because it, uh, people aren't doing original work to go on the cover, or are they? Some people are, yeah. Right. Okay. Oh, so they've like yeah. physically. Oh yeah, they yeah. Paint it or something. Yeah. So wow. just off, the, there's one guy, a really amazing sculptor in um, based out of London called Wilfred Wood. Um, He'll be one of those people. If you just search it, you'll you'll find him. Like amazing work. He he makes a physical sleeve every year. That's a sculpture. It, it's three wow. D. Wow. We had one guy the first year make a guitar that was a sleeve. Um, we've had people cast them in concrete, so you have to break the concrete to get the, the disc out. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Wow, that's super cool. People it's not go really crazy, functional, but it's yeah. it's good. Yeah, Finals yeah. Are functional. It's fine. <laughs> um, and we've done so in the past. We've put blank sleeves in record stores to drive people into record stores. Mm. Seems like a nice thing to do, um, which kind of, it, it was great, but it kind of made it quite difficult for us to manage those submissions. So this year, what we're doing is, you can go and buy a blank sleeve. That money will go to the charity mm -hmm. that we support. Every, all the money goes to the charity. And then, so we send you a blank sleeve and you can design on that blank sleeve and send it back. So you can do whatever you want with that. It could be, yeah, anything. But some of the bigger name artists design directly onto the, um, on the sleeves. Wow, so yeah. it's a, literally a one-off. Yeah, we've had some really intricate stuff as well that's been a nightmare to kind of fix in the show. Stuff that's kind of, that takes up maybe three or four sleeves worth of space in the show. And, and where were they, I'm, I'm starting to think about guitars and concrete sculptures and physically things being delivered. Is that just like Kev's garage? Just like yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Especially last year, his when new wife is just thinking, "You're gonna have to stop." What yeah. have I signed up for? Yeah, he's got a bigger house now, so he has, yeah. To, yeah. he has to keep continue to upgrade. Yeah, especially like last year or the last time round when yeah there was a lot more physical stuff, and we were at Sonos Studio, like their space, and so he was bringing moving it all over, but it was his house was just stacked out with wow. stuff <laughs> um, yeah. oh, I've lost the Yoko Ono one I put it behind <laughs> yeah. the couch can't it's, find it yeah it's pretty amazing because <laughs> he has it all in his head he whereas I see it and I can I basically get like the a lot of the stuff comes in directly to him and he'll wrap it and go wow it's amazing and then I'm, I'm not going to see it until it's mm. up in the show and so he has every single one in his head and where it goes and who's done it and, and all that. So he's like Amazing. this back catalogue of crazy one-off sleeve artwork. <laughs> <laughs> so has, there, has there been anyone that, uh, I mean, it's been going for, what, seven years? Yeah, um, yeah so this is, well, this is our sixth one. Sixth but one. But it's, it's actually our seventh like year, yeah. So um, seven years, has there been any kind of like underground, unknown artist who did something in the first show? that some lucky person picked up for what 40 quid or something because we haven't talked we haven't talked about the cost because it's a flat rate for yeah, everyone yeah it is it? a flat rate so i can yeah. get my yoko ono for the same yeah price. yeah so we it normally just goes up with inflation and that's mm -hmm. we've actually not discussed how much we'll put them up this year right but, but last last time it, it was 50 pounds wow so it's just flat it started at 40 it was so long ago now that there were definitely people who have come up through the 
and we look to it's nice that for that kind of they start featuring them that's when people start getting big and right. the illustration agencies have started coming to the show to see who's new which is awesome like we're we're giving people a platform to mm. to get going uh, i'm not sure about i know that we had a we had john julian really early um and then he was massive all of a sudden and he has submitted pretty much most years um, so somebody got one of his in like the first year and and that would have that is obviously sort of worth maybe a bit now hmm. I reckon it's Kev that's why he's got the bigger yeah, house yeah. <laughs> some, <laughs> some lucky person yeah people pick up um, like an Ai Weiwei for £40 and then that is a one-off piece by an incredible international artist whose work sells for millions yeah. Well, probably doesn't sell most of his work. It's bright. Like he'll just you exhibit. Yeah, it, you can't get it. Yeah. 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 Isn't that yeah. incredible? Yeah. There's, there's something, I mean, it, like it's such a really lovely combination of all those things. Like yeah. the love of music, the collaboration, the artist, the one-off night. It's like everything that we're, everything else that we're not doing. Yeah. It's just, it's just super lovely, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. What's, what's next for it though? I mean, are you, you going to do a retrospective or? I'm... We we don't know, which is quite exciting. Um, we've always, I mean, the natural end to it would be seven years, right? You do seven yeah, shows. Yeah, yeah, like right. where if you do eight. I was w- thinking more like seventy. Well, yeah, and that would <laughs> seven hundred. Yeah. Can 72. you imagine how how much you imagine lack of sleep yeah. you would get? Um, seven years feels like a good blowout, mm. but it would be a big blowout, and mm-hmm. we've talked like huge shows do we produce a book at the end of it uh do we have something where there's live music involved um yeah we don't know it would be amazing to do something massive on our seventh year whether that's the end or not um, I, I love the fact that you're just so relaxed about it it's like it's like yeah, i don't know we'll we'll work it out um, when it happens yeah kind of crying inside <laughs> thinking about it but um, yeah i think you've kind of got to be I, we don't know honestly um, I think, uh, yeah. you know, this is the thing that everyone who does a passion project, kind of, this is the problem that everyone hopes they, they maybe have one day. Yeah. That, that we've got this incredibly successful thing. Not really sure what to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you pick a new charity each year as well? Yeah, we do. You do? Okay. Yeah, we do. Cool. Yeah. So, so this is um, Mind Charity? Mind, so yeah. Do you want to talk a little bit about them, what they do? So they support mental health, essentially. They support people going through tough times, um, have mental health problems, um, but also the people that support them too. Um, And they have initiatives that kind of drive awareness and obviously support. And um, yeah, it's something that kind of touches a lot of people, like pretty much most people will be touched by man like with by a mental health issue at at some point um yeah they um i feel like we've kind of been on the verge of of partnering them with before in the past and it's never really kind of quite worked and but they've always been on our list of that feels it's quite close to home for like i say a lot of people um and to us and so yeah we um this year, we've our partners are getting uh, quite behind them as well. Like our other, you can't call them corporate partners, but they are m- more along those lines. Mm. Um, are behind that that charity as well, which is great. And 
so we're looking to do some really good kind of awareness campaign stuff for them but we kind of work with we've worked with bigger and, and smaller charities throughout the years mine being one of the bigger ones we just try and find somebody that resonates with us and um we talk to a number of different people before we make a decision and um it's just yeah, really they, nice that you can yeah. enable them to kind of leverage off the artists are involved, music and illustration, yeah. and you know, that it all kind of comes together really, really Yeah, and I think something, way. and especially what they do is like, and we found this by kind of working with them initially, is like it's very hard to, to describe mental health. It's very hard to kind of show somebody what it is, and, and they struggle doing that, and you can see that from some of the some of the assets that they have. Um, and something like partnering with a, a project like Secret Seven is gonna give them a huge amount of awareness um, without having to try and describe what, mm-hmm. they, what they do, which is obviously difficult. So yeah, we, yeah we're kind of pumped that mm-hmm. they're so into us and, and we can help them out. So I'm hoping that you don't finish with Seven yeah, shows. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that eventually it might come to to Sydney or to yeah, Australia, yeah. and that will you'll find some way to make it to a yeah whether whatever that is. I think it would be great here. I, yeah, I've kind of spoken to numerous people who would be like, "Yeah, bring it here, bring it here, it'd be great." And so hopefully at some point that momentum might just force us. So yep. yeah, I think that kind of brings us to the, to end. the end of the show. Oh. I know. It happens so quickly. It always does. Should have aimed for 70 minutes. It should have been. Yeah. <laughs> or seven. Or seven. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just really, a nice, really nice quick yeah, short one for you today. Yeah. <laughs> Got to get that elevator pitch a little bit faster if oh, we're going to hit seven. Um, thanks so much for, yeah, thank you for having me. Your, giving up your evening as well. Yeah. So usually what we do is we find out, like, where can people find out about Secret Seven, Born and Raised, and also um, any other, anywhere you live. If people want to find out more about you specifically, like Twitter or Behance or... Instagram or yeah. Snapchat, whatever you, yeah, whatever yeah. you feel like sharing. I'm pretty, I think I'm pretty much George underscore Stokes on everything, like Twitter, Instagram. I currently don't have a website or a holding page, which I have had for like six years. Um, Secret 7 is um, at Secret 7S because we couldn't put an inch mark. number 7? Yeah, it is, yeah. Um, and secret-7.com. And then Born and Raised is uh, Born and Raised at Born and Raised Agency and born-raised.com.au, which new website kind of coming soon, hopefully, too. Very good. How long can people still submit uh, submissions? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Submission runs for another kind of four weeks. Another four weeks. Okay, cool. We'll get this up pretty quick. And then so by the time we get this up, you'll have a day? No, just kidding. You'll have have a couple of weeks by the time you hear this. so do submit. It'd be great to yeah, see some I, Australians. Yeah, and yeah. we've kind of built that over the uh, past few years, get more Australian artists on board, but the more the merrier, honestly. I'd, I'd love to kind of see a load more. We've got 7,000-plus 7, submissions from last year, so I want to kind of beat that. Wow. So open submissions have got to be more than that. Thank so I'm hoping this helps. Oh, yeah, let's do No it. pressure. Rally, yeah. Um, Matt, where can people find you? Instagram. I am on Instagram. Matt underscore Leach. Very good. And I'm Matt Flynn Tracy on, on everything as well. 
Um, and you can follow this show at AUS Design Radio. Um, and you, yeah, you can check out the episodes online as well on our website. And also check out streamtime.net slash ADR. And please do. Yeah, uh, come and vote. Us, tell us if we want to come. Tell us if you want us to come to your town. Um, and if you have some people in mind that we should perhaps have on the show that we haven't yet. Uh, when we visit you there and uh, keep an eye out to when we start releasing dates and all sorts of things like that and hopefully we can meet some of you people in person uh thank you jordan thank you cheers cheers